letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Thursday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include the Minneapolis City Council fails to override a veto by Mayor Jacob Fry, another setback for a proposed mine in Minnesota, and a bit of a shock who's playing the tiny 7th Street entry in downtown Minneapolis tonight. But we begin with some insight into the legalization of marijuana in Minnesota. Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty, U.S. Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, and DFL State Representative Cedric Fraser are all talking about Minnesota's new law legalizing recreational marijuana for adults. Now you won't have folks that look like me um, being a target when there are drugs in an area or someone is using drugs. And I think that is going to be a net positive impact. He was part of a roundtable discussion at the University of Minnesota on the history of marijuana laws and how they have negatively impacted people of color. Getting student loans. Um, you know, getting a home mortgage, um, getting a job, those, those are things that are detrimental to the progress of any individual. He has concerns about law enforcement not following the new law, but overall, it's a net positive. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. And Minnesota's capital city is trying to figure out exactly where people can and can't smoke marijuana after it became legal statewide on August 1st. More than two dozen people packed yesterday's city council meeting and shared their thoughts about a proposed law to limit where people can smoke outdoors in St. Paul. Several speakers told the council they support a smoking ban in all city-controlled places, including parks. I want to be clear that I strongly support increasing access to cannabis. Many people find a benefit in using it, and it's beyond time that we provide legal access to it in a variety of forms. But that doesn't mean I support smoking um, in parks. Just because a substance is legal doesn't mean it can be used anywhere. The St. Paul City Council is expected to bring a finalized proposal to the table next week as residents will once again weigh in during another public hearing. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. The Minneapolis City Council has failed to override Mayor Jacob Fry's veto of a plan that would have raised the pay for Lyft, Uber, and other rideshare drivers in the city. Several council members who supported the override were absent from the vote. The rideshare companies opposed the measure and some even threatened to pull their service from Minneapolis. Earlier this year, Governor Walls vetoed a similar statewide plan and formed a work group that will study the pay issue and present its findings before the next legislative session begins in February. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. A South Minneapolis park is getting a makeover thanks to the Minnesota Twins and Toro Company. These four baseball fields at Longfellow Park in South Minneapolis are looking pretty good these days after about 50 volunteers with the Minnesota Twins and the Toro Company came together to spruce up the place. Larry DeVito is the head groundskeeper for the Twins. Uh, we're adding Oh, about 25 tons of bag lime uh, to the infields. We're doing edging, uh, reset a couple of home plates, checking all the bases, cleaning up around the pitcher's mounds. A lot of weed pulling there. We're told this is a pretty busy place. Some 500 games are played here every season. In Minneapolis, Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Another setback for a proposed copper nickel mine in northeastern Minnesota. Last night, a federal judge tossed a lawsuit that aimed to reinstate permits to start construction of the plant. The Twin Metals Mine near Ely is proposed for the watershed of the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness. The Biden administration canceled those plans over a year ago, citing environmental concerns. And his ruling judge, Christopher Cooper, says the court did not have jurisdiction over some of the company's arguments or that the company failed to lay out a claim that could move forward. 
The ruling is being hailed by environmental groups who have long objected to the mine. It's unclear if Twin Cities Metals will appeal. A company spokesperson says they're looking at their options. Mark Friday's Talk 830 WCCO. Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher is among the growing group of law enforcement leaders who have pulled SROs out of local schools because they say officers are not able to do their job safely and properly under that new law. Fletcher says the use of a prone restraint is the safest way to control an uncooperative person. He tells WCCO's Chad Hartman law enforcement was not consulted when the bill was making its way through the legislature. No one was advised of the change. It was a stealthy process. Let's face it, things were moving at a rapid rate. One party had control of both houses and uh, the governorship. So the stealthy process resulted in bad legislation. The Ramsey County Sheriff's Office has pulled SROs from Moundsview High School and three alternative schools in Little Canada. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Laura Oaks. All people who live in Minnesota can now make an appointment to get their driver's license regardless of their immigration status. The Driver's License for All initiative takes effect October 1st. And Driver and Vehicle Services Director Pong Zhang says offices are now taking appointments for the written exam portion of the test. Folks who are passing the, the written test, um, they have uh, the knowledge of all the driving laws here in Minnesota. And folks that are, are passing our, our behind-the-wheel tests um, can demonstrate that they can safely navigate the roads. And when we have safe drivers on the road, uh, that makes all of us safer. The new law is expected to affect more than 80,000 people. Planned Parenthood union workers across the Midwest are still pushing for their first contract as a union. Over 430 workers at Planned Parenthood North Central State say they've made little, if any, progress when it comes to bargaining for their first contract as a union. Elizabeth Wolf is a health educator with Planned Parenthood and says leaders have undone many of the agreements that were reached in previous weeks. What the negotiators and leaders of our union have told us is that they've never seen an employer make a proposal to undo so many substantial pieces of progress already won through the bargaining process. Both sides have reportedly agreed to mediation, although it's not known when the next bargaining session will happen. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. A bittersweet ending for the owner of a longtime outdoor gear company on the West Bank in Minneapolis. There are long lines of people inside Midwest Mountaineering as the going out of business sale is underway. Owner Rod Johnson reflecting on the last 50 years. The reason for keeping Midwest Mountaineering going so long, uh, the, the main reason is I think that people... Uh, are ha- healthier, happier, and nicer if they're outdoors more. His next adventure will be to start up a nonprofit called BeNicer.com. But before he goes, he has one final thought. Uh, I would like to thank uh, all the people that may have shopped at Midwest Mountaineering in the last 53 years. Thank you for, for uh, keeping Midwest Mountaineering alive, and they have been the best 53 years of my life. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Finally today, it's a bit of a shocker who's playing First Avenue's tiny 7th Street entry. In the middle of the road, yeah. The 
pretenders. They snuck these little shows in for the rest of your itinerary. Pretty exciting and hard to believe, frankly. First Avenue General Manager Nate Kranz says the band is touring with Guns N' Roses right now, but taking time out to promote some new music at smaller venues around the country. I think it's another way to connect with the audience. And if you've ever been to the 7th Street Entry, you can't get on that stage and not connect with the audience. There's um, no space between the performer and the fans. Kranz says when the show was first getting booked, he never thought it would actually happen. We have all sorts of bands that play the entry on their way up, but very few Rock and Roll Hall of Fame bands that end up in the 7th Street entry. 250 tickets have been sold for the show. Now the secondary market they're going for as much as $500. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830, WCCO. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830, WCCO.